This week on the podcast, I got to interview Nicole Culver. She helps experts create simple evergreen sales in their business so that they can scale up their sales without adding any more time from them. In this episode, we are talking all about evergreen offers, growing a team, supporting your students with a service, and the CEO mindset around all of that. You are going to get so many golden nuggets out of this episode, so make sure you have a pen and paper ready. Being an effective course creator doesn't have to be difficult. It's all about choosing the right techniques, mastering a few key strategies, and teaching your content effectively. Welcome to the She's Building a Dream podcast. With thousands of listeners, it's the go-to podcast for course creators dedicated to helping you make your online course more effective and efficient. I'm your host, Kristen Moss. I've been an entrepreneur for over eight years, but before that, I was a teacher with a master's degree for 10 I'll show you my framework for transforming your online course into a course that actually gets your students results, which will showcase you as the expert you are, bring in more student testimonials, more referrals, and ultimately more sales. Let's transform your life and legacy starting right now. Hi, Nicole. So excited to have you here on the Shoes Building a Dream podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. You are welcome. No problem. I am thrilled to hear about you and your program, your course, your business. But first, do you want to back up and tell us how you got started? I think people connect on a different level when they can hear that. Yeah, yeah. So I will back all the way up uh, to 2011, which is a long time ago. I was a fourth grade special ed teacher in New York City for the New York City Board of Ed, Department of Ed, and I was mentally checked out. I was ready to make my departure. And in 2010, I started basically plotting for it. I started planning for it. And June, I knew going into the 20. 10 2011 school year that that was that was it for me. I was ready to quit at the end of the year and my husband and I started to make those plans. So in January I started building my health coaching business and which you know does not exist anymore at this point and I started making my plans to build a food company and that was basically how I got started. And that kind of gave me the confidence to go ahead and quit my job. So I quit August 15th, 2011, after spending the whole summer really figuring out, can I make, can I actually make money? Can I, can I make this work? And I was confident that I could make enough money to figure this out. And when I started, I really, my goal was to make a hundred dollars a day. Like that was my goal. I basically wanted to add an extra $3,000 a month to my family's revenue because I knew $3,000 would make a big, big difference for us. So I wasn't even really trying to replace my teaching salary at that point. Now, I've been doing this over 12 years. So we've had a lot of uh, ups and downs and a very, very windy road. But basically, over the course of 12 years, I started out with a food company. I ran with the food company until 2018 and somewhere around 2015, 2016, I started being asked to do consulting because the way we started our food company was we not only sold in person, we did local, a lot of local sales, but we also started to build our email list and we started to build our sales through online. Um, we had a Shopify 
store. I'm trying to like think, really think back to those first like web tools we use, but we always built our email list and we started being asked like, how are you making sales online? We had a free Facebook group. How are you doing that? How are you running ads? So we started doing consulting for other people in the online space in 2015, 2016. So we kind of had two revenue streams going starting in 2015. I did an online summit and then fast forward 2018, we shut down the food business when we were having our third baby. It was really hard to run two businesses and one was way more profitable, way more cash and one cost us a lot of money. So we went we went all in on the consulting side of it and it's kind of morphed over the past five years. But now we run a program called Elevate, where we help CEO and founders create weekly evergreen sales. And we do that with mindset strategy and tools. Love it. Love it. It's so interesting always to see where people started and where they ended up. You know, I think so many people too in the online space start almost as an accident. You know, it's an accidental entrepreneur. I was total an accidental entrepreneur just because I was looking for a better way. Like Mm -hmm. I knew I couldn't keep doing what I was doing because I wasn't truly happy. And I wasn't one of those people who were willing to like count down to the weekends and count down to vacations. And I needed an escape. So I had no idea what I was doing, but I knew that it had to be better than staying in teaching. So awesome. I love it. So your program, Elevate, you do a lot of support for customers and clients. You give a lot of feedback and a lot of support. Can you walk us around that? What does that look like for you? You know, maybe on a daily, weekly basis or how is it structured? Because I think it is such a huge piece of making the program more effective. Yeah. So our intention always was to make it feel like a service and really to be delivered like a service as opposed to like a course or a group coaching program. I always wanted, because I I really feel like the things that moved the needle the most for me was that individualized feedback. Because when you're in it, it's so hard to see outside of what you're doing. And you just, you don't know what you don't know. Like even where we are now, like we can't see all of the blocks. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like we can't see what other, what other people can see for us. So when we set out to create it, I, that was my intention is that there was a level of customization and that there was a level of personalized service that was going to be unlike anything else. And when we started the program in October, 2021, um, it looked different than it did now. When we started, it, it was really me and Dan, my husband, who's also my business partner, really in a small group, like just getting kind of getting our hands dirty like okay what does your funnel look like what's your messaging look like and as we started to grow there were different kind of like points where we were like oh we we're about to reach this tipping point of more people and we need more support and we always tried to do that proactively so most people hire a VA to start. And most people hire like a um, social media manager. That's like one of the first hires that I'm still doing. And I'm not for better or for worse, right or wrong. We don't, I don't believe in right or wrong, but client success was like one of the first places that we hired for, because I, I never wanted to grow at 
the sacrifice of my clients. Like that was never what we were going to do. So we hired Jess um, in April, 2022. She's still with us. So she's been with us for a year and a half. And the intention with that was for her to just be the intermediary for the customer support aspect of it. So now she was not coaching. She was not advising. She was not um, giving ad- marketing advice. She was just the in-between to help us get organized. Like you have this request coming in, you have this payment issue. And she was the in-between. And that served us for a, a good year. Like it was just the three of us, like boots on the ground. Like we had some other coaches doing some calls, but it was really just me, Dan and Jess. And then this past year in 2023, we were at that point where we're like, all right, we see we're about to be at this tipping point again. We need the next level of service. And that's when we hired Katie Widrick, who's our head of systems. And we hired um, more other advisors who were already in our program, but we asked them to come in more on a really big level. And that was the same reason is because we always were at the intention of like, we want this to be a personalized service and we need more support. We need more help. And we wanted other people who were experts in different areas. So basically our program has five different elements of client success. Number one, and I can go, I'll let you ask like where you want to go. We have the data tracker, which is our weekly um, information that we collect from our clients, which is like, what are, what have you working on? What have you worked on this week? What's your biggest struggle? How much cash have you collected? And how clear are you on the next direction? You know, we put in different questions here or there, but that allows us to meet every Tuesday and talk about anyone who has submitted a data tracker. And that really allows us to keep a pulse on the community and we can celebrate what's going well and we can support the oper- the people who have opportunities to fix things because the truth is every business has problems so you're never going to get to a point where 100% of your clients feel like everything's going well. So we have the data tracker. Um, We have our client success person, which is Jess. We have our weekly client success team meeting. We have our advisors, and then we have our pods. Yeah, there's so much support built around it. And I love how you said that it's not a course. It's not a group coaching program. It's really a service. But all of those things are kind of wrapped around in it, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it's at the price point we're at, which is a high, we're a high ticket program, a high ticket service. When we, when we created the price point, it wasn't because we were just like, oh, I want to create a high ticket program. It was like, what's it going to cost to deliver a result to the person who comes into the program? And we take that very seriously. We take our profit very seriously and we take results very seriously. Hey, if you are ready to scale your business without sacrificing the results that your clients get, even if you are currently maxed out with one-on-one clients, I want to invite you to my free three-day live course mapping workshop. During the three-day workshop, you will learn how to quickly remove procrastination and imposter syndrome barriers, the profitable problem framework for results-producing curriculum, and the secret formula for just the right amount of course content. Now, this isn't your typical webinar where we give you the basics, pitch you an offer, and send you out on your own. We are going to move the needle in this workshop. You will leave with your course mapped out. 
you're definitely going to want to check it out. Check the show notes for the link. Otherwise, go to kristenmoss.com forward slash course hyphen mapping to check it out. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, that customer support, that like client success, that's one of the things that I talk about a lot because if we don't get people results, then then our program isn't going to grow. It's really hard to scale something that's not getting anyone results. And I think even as the person that's delivering the program, if you don't have the confidence that it's getting somebody results, it's really hard to even sell it. Right. 100%. Yeah. And I knew like this is just my belief and it's not every person's belief, but I wanted to create a program that delivers results that was not all about me. So that's why we brought in our advisors who meet with our clients, who see the data trackers, who we talk about on Voxer because like Katie Soy is a messaging expert. Candace is a sales expert. Katie Widrick is a systems expert. I am good. I am like a great marketer. I'm really good at mindset, but I'm not an expert in any of those fields to the degree that they are. So I never wanted it to be like the Nicole show. I wanted our system to stand on its own and I wanted to build the brand, but none of it was about, about me. Sure. Do you think that kind of removed, like what I feel you're saying is you kind of removed that pressure from you too, to know that it's kind of a team effort? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it didn't used to. So I don't, I definitely don't want to come off as like, oh, I've always been super detached from my business. This has been a long, like I told you 2011, it's been a long journey. I would say in 2019, I realized that I was way too attached to what I was doing. And I was almost like, I think it's obviously I'm, I'm super invested in all of my clients' results. And I know like, my promise is our elevates promise is to the deliverables and to the support, but every single client, like they have to give a hundred percent too. And none of that is about me, but it allows me to also look objectively to see like, okay, um, I'm, we're getting a lot of these questions. We're getting, you know, a third of the people are experiencing this. How can we fix this? But if I was so, intertwined and thought it was like a personal thing about me, then I wouldn't be able to look at it like a scientist. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like that just having the program set up the way you have it really helps with the evergreen system too? Do you feel like without having it set up with that level of support, would it be, you know, some people always talk about it's hard to onboard people at all different times some of my clients, that's their concern. If they have a group, like they almost want to run it like a cohort where they have a cohort of people that they started at the same time. Whereas for you, it's people funneling in. Do you feel like that kind of helps the way you have it set up? Yes. And we've gotten here by making a lot of mistakes too and re like reinventing the onboard process. So when people first joined in 2011, not 2011, haven't had it that long. 2021, a decade later in 2021, we were just like, I think we had like 15 people and it was just like a live program. And we were just going through and then someone new would come in and we would kind of catch them up, but it was small. So we were able, we were able to do that. But I would say like every time we up leveled, we really thought about, okay, how do we make this smoother? And now when you come in, 
you have a specific onboard portal. You actually can't see anything else. You can't see the four phases of the seven to seven until you go through that onboard because the onboard really, and the welcome call, the onboard and the welcome call really is just to get you situated because we help you with a lot of things. And Inevitably, there will be overwhelm, but but the onboard portal kind of helps you get grounded and see and learn what we're about. And then when you get into the main portal, our intention is that you go through very step by step. So all that said is like we didn't start here. We didn't we did not start off. And we've, we have people who are still like many people who are still here since 2021. So they'll told, they'll tell you like, Oh, this is what it used to be. And they've seen the involvement and the up leveling, but there were, there were points. I remember like someone did, uh, did not complain, but they wrote in and they were like, Hey, at the, at the beginning, after probably about six months, they were like, you know, all of your portal is is like recordings of live trainings and i don't have time to be watching hours of content and past me would have been like so offended by that and i was like shoot she's right i need to re-record everything and basically from that one person i wish i remembered who i don't remember who it was but i re-recorded everything so it wasn't so it was like bite sized And then again, probably a year later, I went in and I was like, you know what? We've had so many updates to the framework. We've evolved so many things. I need to re-record everything again. And then just this past June, we re-looked at everything and I had to re-record. So it's a never ending. I hope, I don't, I hope that's not like daunting. I think it's very exciting because I don't ever have to get anything perfect because there's always an opportunity to improve. And I know that whatever I do the first time, it just like it, it's like 70 to 80%. And I have an opportunity to fix it and improve on it. Yeah, I love that because that is something I talk about a lot in my program is when you record a course, when you create a program, you know, most people, it's a group coaching program, a service, or just mm-hmm. a standalone course, they have a course in there, they have an educational piece of the content. But I tell people, Don't go and get your hair and makeup done and go to a professional studio to record your course because what's going to happen when you have to edit it? Because you know that you have to add things in. That's what a good teacher does, right? We add things in. So you have to add things in later. Well, how cumbersome would that be later? My hairstyles never look the same in any of my videos. So how would I be able to like add that into the course and make it not look like obvious, right? So I love that you said that, like it shouldn't be perfect. And I also love that you said bite size because that's something else I talk about a lot, especially nowadays with YouTube shorts and reels and TikToks. We don't want to watch 20 minutes of training. Most people want five to 10 minutes and they like those little bite-sized pieces in order to keep moving through and picking up that momentum. So I love what you said, just makes so much sense for so many different aspects of like learning, as you know. Yeah. Educationally. How does the CEO mindset kind of play a part in all of this? Because you are offering so much support, but yet you said like some of it is not your responsibility, right? But how does a person see the bigger picture? You know, a lot of people are just starting out. They've got their their program that they are servicing people and they want to go bigger. But how do you link that future 
with where you're at, you know, now? Oh, I don't know if I've ever, I've ever been asked that question. It's such a balance of like knowing where you want to go and then doing what you have to do in the moment and today. And I think there's two different types of people. One who just like really struggle with giving themselves permission to really think really big. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, and they're really in the action. And then there's the other type of person who will like think really big, but then they struggle taking the action. And I think you have to, you have to find the in-between. We have, I actually, I will share like Katie Woodrick, who is our sister, like in charge of our system. She is a systems queen. And we did an in-person retreat for three days in May. And she said something to me and she, she basically was like, oh yeah, this is like your path to a million a month. And I had never, that was like ever on my radar. And in that moment, she was just that expander for me where I was like a million a month. Huh? Like that could be possible, you know? So she was a really big expander for me. So I don't know that I have a perfect, a perfect answer for this. I know that I'm driven by, we have men in our program, but we're like 98% women in our program. And I know that I want to have a ripple effect on women and their families and their communities and help them continue to be the cycle breakers they are. And that mission doesn't necessarily feel like Nicole. It feels like Elevate. It feels like the company's mission. And I'm just here to serve that mission. And that's what helps me show up as the CEO because I, like you said, I never, in. I don't think I was born to be a CEO. I don't think I was like born to be a leader. I often don't consider myself a leader, but I have to play one. And it's not always easy. And like, there's difficult conversations we have to have. There's roles that I have to play and it's not always easy, but in service to the mission of the company and where we want to go keeping my eye on that prize, it makes it a little bit easier to do what I need to do every day. So I don't know if that's a perfect answer Mm -hmm. question. (laughs) I love that. No, I can take so many pieces out of that because it's almost like you're detaching from the outcome and you're not making it about you. You're making it about the company. And I think also the idea of having that mission, you know, that mission driving you instead of, like you said before, you don't want it to be the Nicole show. So instead you have this mission that's driving you and that you're trying to drive the company versus make it all about you and your success. And I think that's a huge deal. I know that's a huge deal for me. I have a hard time detaching from that. Like I still am at that stage where I, you know, I always put the blame on myself and you have to detach from that. And I think that's, you know, obviously something you've definitely mastered. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting. I I don't know mastered. I think I'm there most of the time, but as the CEO, I also like believe in taking radical responsibility. So if something happens in the company, I'm the one who always, I personally take responsibility for it. So if our sales team is not performing, and when I say sales team, I mean, Dan is the head of the sales team, which is my husband. And if we have to have a difficult conversation, I ultimately am like, 
sharing it through the lens of, well, here is where I need to take responsibility. So it is a very interesting um, dynamic, but I think if you can just What's always helped me is to see my business as its own entity. Like it has its own needs. It has its own money. It has its own people that work for it. And I'm just one tiny, tiny piece of that. And I help hold the vision for the company, but there, it needs so much more than just me. And if I tried to make it all about me, that's exhausting. And I probably would have burned out by now. I love that so much. Honestly, I think that's going to hit home for so many people. Like you said, it's it's almost like you're detached from it. And I think that's such a huge deal. Not in a detached in a way that you don't care, mm, yeah. you know, but detached in a way that it's not about, you know, like the success and the failure isn't necessarily about you. Mm-hmm. It's about the company. And I think that's awesome when you look at it as a company versus you. So often we think of ourselves as our own brand you know, Mm -hmm. and it's all about us and, you know, but really when it comes down to it, it's about the company itself. I think that's such a huge piece for the mindset. I love that. Love that. All right. So I know that there's so many golden nuggets here. Where else can people connect with you and where's the best spot to connect with you and learn more? Um, Instagram, honestly, just my name, Nicole Culver. I have a podcast also called the shift show. Um, those two places are the best, but I would love to hear from anyone who listened on Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll put that all in the show notes so they can easily find you. Thank you so much, Nicole. I really appreciate you being here. Yeah. Thank you so much. Such a good conversation.